Okay, so um, after the horrors that you put me through of our last episode, I decided to go for some nice, solid uh, science for this episode. Uh, Interesting science, uh, though. Is it? Well, we'll is see it really, what... though? Maybe. Well. <laughs> okay. Well, then... well, yeah? Go on. Well, yeah, the... that's fine. Yeah. Love me some science. Well, I mean, I'm more just interested to see what you make of it, because they are the scientific studies that have been done, and I'm interested to know what you think of the findings. Okay. So, so it's not necessarily like you're just chucking facts in my face and seeing what sticks. Yeah. I'm, I'm just going to tell you the findings of scientific studies, which mm. I think you should always take with a pinch of salt anyway, because obviously they can't study literally everyone. It's always a select pool, which would affect the study um but i'm just gonna know what you think (laughs) what did you say i love swimming swimming yeah because you said a select pool my select pool would be somewhere really hot and in a deforeen country that's mine yes we're off to a great start okay so do you want shall i just randomly go through them or do you want me to just go through them in the order i've got them written down um, you know you can do whatever you want, love. I'm I'm your your subject. You do with me what you will. Okay, well let's start off with racists are stupid. Okay, so low childhood intelligence predicts greater racism in adulthood, usually via right wing ideology, and that was found by psychological science. What do you think of that? Is that all of the information? Uh, I could go into way more detail, but I was going to just keep it brief. And if you want, you like the initial it, bit. Yeah, I'm just going to do okay. like the headline. So racists are stupid. Yeah, because obviously everyone says racists are stupid. They've now proven that. Well, from what they've studied, it kind of is the case. Well, I'm sure not. Again, not, not is... all racists are stupid. I don't want to offend any racists out there. But the majority of you <gasps> do are... you not? <laughs> I mean, they're pretty. They're pretty um, offensive to other people. I, I was joking. Specifically, I'm quite other happy races. to offend a racist. Okay, that's fine. Let's molly cuddle this paedophile, shall we? It's all right. You're fine. <laughs> you're not doing anybody any harm. Oh no way! You are. But so, what do you think of that? Is, is that? Well, to be honest with you, I mean, I think racism stems from um, your upbringing anyway, because yeah. you you've basically got racism in you because of what's been passed down to you from like an older generation that's what i generally find anyway yeah well that's what i've heard um or you know you've had a really bad experience as a as a child and it's affected you in that way i don't necessarily think it's just stupid people i mean it could be yeah i mean it could be in the sense that if you've picked that up by yourself and you're going oh i really hate black people and then you, somebody asks, well, why do you hate black people? And they go, I don't know, just don't like them. Yeah. Then well, I suppose it's just stupid. It's, yeah, it's an obvious sign that you've got an inability to think beyond what you're told. Yeah. Because yeah. obviously smart children question what they're told, whereas stupid children just go, yeah, okay, fine. Yeah, I think that's a generational thing as well. I mean, it, not necessarily racism in general. I mean, with that specific line of thinking, you find you find with a lot more young people nowadays they generally will just accept what they're told rather than question it so how about this do you think cell phones can give you cancer obviously that was that's a big thing that was going around a while ago people saying you know cell phones they give you cancer so you've got to be careful where you you know don't use them too much don't put them near your genitals 
Uh, it doesn't really bother me. No. No, I, I don't really think about it. I, I, no, I you, don't you've, personally you've heard believe. it, haven't you? You've heard the cell phones. Yeah. Can't, yeah, well, they don't. Uh, yeah. National Cancer Institute... Because it was Institute, a massive thing in 2000s. Yeah, the National Cancer Institute did a study for 29 years. They studied 16 million people and there was no evidence of increased brain cancer. That's good. So use your phone as much as you want. No cancer. Also, that seems nutty. I didn't think mobile phones had been around for 29 years. That's a year less than I've existed. Uh, yeah, because they had those really massive ones in the late oh, 80s. Oh, yeah, they, they were like briefcases, weren't they? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they were like holding a brick to your, to your yeah. face. And it had that extendable cord. Yeah. Well, I think my granddad still has one in his loft. Um, but yeah, so that's good, isn't it? Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you please, you know that? Yeah. It's it's fine. I didn't really believe the the rumour that went around anyway, to be honest no. with you. Because, I mean, if even if it did cause cancer, you'd probably have to hold it to your face all the time for anything to happen. Yeah. And I mean, nowadays, health and safety would have a field day. Yeah, you would. You wouldn't be allowed to shit phones out if it, if there was any possibility of it causing you cancer. because uh, some fucking busybody would be like, "You can't put those phones out because they cause cancer." Like that. <laughs> yeah. Um, and the and the people making it be like, "No, we have it. We're just making phones. It's what people want, Mister Health and Safety Person." Yeah. Well, that's good news. I'm really pleased with that because I thought that cell phones did have an effect on you, but they don't, so that's great. So, did we have a response or outlining thing for racism and stupid to people? Sorry, what was that? The racism ra- racism is stupid. What thing. about it? Did you actually... Well, you explained that afterwards and said, oh, well, it's not. No, no, it is. Oh, uh, no, well, I was, I was setting that one up differently. I'm mixing it up. But racists oh, are stupid and okay. cell phones don't give you cancer. And that was a scientific study about the racism of stupid yes. person. Oh, right. Okay. Psychological science. Mmm. I think, I think I should be involved in some sort of study. Yes. I'd quite like that. Well, how about this one? Getting, so, getting pulled apart. If you live in a less poor, so a more well-off neighbourhood, you'll find it moderately increases obesity and diabetes. Oh, No. No? No, not at all. No, no, it does, I'm no. telling you. That's no, fucking The stupid, New England Journal of Medicine discovered it. Oh, yeah. And what is it? Where was this taken? It, obviously in oh, America, yeah, this is New England. Yeah. Well, I don't, I do yeah. A lot of the rich people that I know aren't fat, and they don't have diabetes. Well, I don't think it's necessarily rich. They're it's, around other wealthy people. It's a less poor neighbourhood, so... Well, yeah, I don't mean rich. I just mean that they, they're not, they don't struggle as much, no. No. But yeah, they're, they're generally um, with those sorts of people, especially especially in this country. They're all like, oh, well, I go to Pilates, yes. Um, I've got my workout at five o'clock, and then I've got to go out for drinks with the girls at seven. Yeah, nanny, can you keep hold of the children for me? I'm just so swamped. Yes, <laughs> my life is so important. <laughs> Uh, no, well, I just don't. I don't necessarily believe it to be true. It, it's. Uh, it might be, you know, the case in well-off places that are in other countries. But I don't. I don't necessarily think more money is going to make you fatter. Mm. I think, if anything, the poor people generally are fatter because they have to go out to McDonald's three times a day. Yep. 
Because they're going for breakfast, lunch, but, and dinner, and yeah, dinner. Again, and it is just less poor. It's not rich neighbourhood, so it's less poor is an unusual choice of words anyway. Mm. Um, yeah. Anyway, uh, gay soldiers are okay. They sure are. Yep. So the University of Santa Barbara did... <laughs> Uh, the university. I was of- waiting if there was going to be any contacts to that. I was just thought you get an opinion. Gay, gay soldiers are right. Yeah, they are. Yeah. Well, I think they are. Uh, good, yeah. good on you, gay soldiers. Well done. Yes, but the University of Santa Barbara, um, they did a study on gay soldiers, and they found that openly gay service members did not lower morale, cause resignations, or mass comings out. So they were just fine. You know, no one cared. When was this study taken? Uh, I have to get. It would have been recent. Yeah, it's only because nowadays, obviously, we're a lot more, as, as I don't know, as a culture, we're a lot more accepting of, of homosexuality. Whereas if it was done 20 years ago, then it might not be, it might not have been the same results in that study. Yeah. Because they have come a long way in the last 20 years. Yeah, the good news is all this stuff is Googleable. Uh, the study was done between 2000 and 2004. So a little mm. while ago. Mm. Mm. That's still... Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised it was that early. Yeah. I thought it would have been um, 2010s to 2015s. So that's nice. Yes. Uh, if you think about it, though, like, the the people in um, the forces are generally more accepting anyway. Yeah. They, they, they know how to have a good time. Yeah. I don't think... I don't think someone's sexuality or what they've been into would be a problem in general. If anything, it'd just be something else for you to have a laugh about possibly but at the same time in america they are obviously very very religious um mm. see again i keep thinking of it in the in the um english terms yeah in the uk because that was an american study but that's still really good though yes i do have some british studies as well so this is a good one for mums who blame the pregnancy on putting on weight <laughs> i feel like i'm gonna get in trouble just for saying that um now nah, you're fine but uh, the British Medical Journal unsurprisingly discovered that exercise prevents excessive weight gain for pregnant mums both during and after pregnancy. I mean, that's not really a shock, is it? Well, no, not really. No. No. But lots of people do blame pregnancy on weight gain, which I, I guess it probably does, but obviously if you just did a bit of exercise, it would sort it out. I think the whole idea of blaming pregnancy on weight gain is that you don't get the time to do it. So, I mean, you, you might be able to, you know... Oh, I've seen people running around with baby strapped on them. No, I know, I know. Um, I suppose it is like a lifestyle thing anyway. If yeah. you were already exercising before that, then it's not, it's not like you're going to stop it. But for people that want to actually lose weight and they still feel like they have to be full-time parents, I can understand why they'd use it as an excuse because it is difficult to work your life around a small child. Yes. Well, I did say that to a fat mum once, um, that she could just mm. do some exercise. Mm. Um... <laughs> 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 you don't... Oh, James, I honestly, sometimes, I've, since I've been listening back over it, because I've got more episodes now, I am genuinely shocked. And I, I'm almost, I almost don't believe what you tell me sometimes, that you, you actually say these things to people. Um, I might be mildly autistic or something, but I do often, I don't ever say them in like a way that I'm trying to upset people. I think I just don't. No, I know. I, don't, I probably don't think it through. But anyway, she was upset with me, but she was saying, oh, what? <laughs> No shit. <laughs> yeah. Well, she was saying that she couldn't do that because obviously the baby wouldn't like being like strapped to her as she ran around. And that's bollocks. Mm. I mean, I was at the zoo the other day and there are monkeys and they hold on to their little baby monkeys and they're climbing all over the show and the babies don't care. And in my experience, babies 
babies quite like being bounced around. Um, yeah. You know, I mean, you don't you have to go monkeys. running down a hard road, but you could go for a little jog around the countryside in a field. The baby wouldn't care about that. Or just run around the baby. <laughs> Put the baby on the floor and run around the baby. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, monkeys are designed are so to we. hold on to their young. Well, no, they're not. That's the that's the whole thing with our babies. When we push them out, they're not they're not developed enough. That's why they take fucking a year before they do anything properly. Oh yeah, but I'm, we can easily grip them, and they won't care about being bounced around a bit. They love it. They love a bounce. No. Yeah. Yeah. I just yeah. I just don't think you have a filter. I don't think it's autism, by the way. <laughs> I just don't think you've got a filter there. I don't think you really... It, because you think it, and you just think, oh, well, that's wrong, so you're just going to say it. Yeah. I don't know. It's endearing, really. Yeah. It's not like I'm out to hurt people. I just... I don't understand <laughs> their thought processes. Yeah. Well, I'm sure a lot of people listening to this don't understand yours either. <laughs> <laughs> I'm quite sure of that. So interestingly, born to be wild, uh, those born prematurely have a significant risk of later psychiatric problems such as depression, again found by the British Medical Journal. Oh. Well, I mean, I can report back to you on that because my sister was born premature. So if she if she later on down the line <laughs> turns out to be uh, manic depressive or something, I'll let you know. Your child was born early, wasn't he? No, he wasn't. Sorry, your child was born late, wasn't he? Uh, no, he was. he was born... Four days before his due date. Oh, so he was slightly premature. Mm, yeah, but not really though. No, that's not he massively. Was just induced a little bit earlier. Yeah. Whereas my sister, I think was, what was it? I think she was seven weeks early. Mm. She was a very yeah. She was very premature. She had to be in an incubator for a, quite a long time. Gosh, that's interesting. Yeah. Uh, definitely. I really like that one though. What's that? I do like that one. I think that's interesting. I would like to know more about it. You like, like the it? Thing you like knowing that people born early have psychiatric problems? No, no. I think it's. I think it's interesting. I mean, yeah. in terms of, I was judging you for saying science at the beginning, and now, now you've pulled me in. Yeah, you know? you've 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 caught me. You've you've hooked my cheeks. Well, scientific studies are inherently interesting because they're discovering things. I thought I thought it was more going to be about like facts about like I don't know the stars and planets. No, and no, no, no. How water's made. No, these are all studies on people, which. Are generally interesting. Yeah, yeah. But I don't know. I don't have. As I said, I've literally just got the headlines because I was more interested to know what you mm. think of them rather than the actual facts behind it. I can do some. I can do. I can quickly do some googling. But my assumption is, a premature baby hasn't developed as long. Uh, yeah. So I don't know if the yeah. brain chemicals maybe haven't quite got to where they need to be in the mummy's womb before it pops out. Um, mm. I suppose it would be a shock. Because you're all nestled nice and well, not, the, um, not, no, no, not even that. Because obviously, being born is the same, however you are. But all I'm saying is, like, maybe the brain hasn't quite developed fully uh, at that point. Um, know, well, and then being exposed to the outside world, it's like, oh shit, now I can't develop no more. Well, I don't think even that because obviously you do develop differently when you're in the womb to when you're outside of it. Uh, but yeah, I don't mm. know. And obviously, yeah. you'd receive no. your mother's 
hormones a bit more if you're in the womb. So maybe it's do that. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, that, that sounds plausible, definitely. Yes. Yeah. Um, I didn't say um less, well, I um loads in these podcasts. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I did it quietly. Uh, so people from the north, as in not necessarily England, but from the north hemisphere, are cleverer, is apparently a misconception. Oh, I was going to say that doesn't really sound like it. It could be a thing. I don't know. I don't know why that would be any different than somebody born in the south. No, I don't know why that is a thing. Apparently, I, it I've is. never even heard of that before. No, but studies of uh, the Royal Society of Biology did a study, and all they found was people that live. Oh no, sorry, it's not. It's not. It's higher latitudes. So people that live on hills as opposed to people that live near a sea level. <laughs> Right. Are apparent, that, that was a conception mm. that apparently they are more intelligent, but they're not. All they have... So this, this is interesting. They do have bigger brains. Okay. What, because they're closer to the moon? No. So is there a science... And part? the moon infuses their brains with its moon power, and therefore they're super geniuses. I am one with the moon, they say. <laughs> oh, no, I'm confused again. Higher latitude. So it is people further north. Anyway, so they have bigger brains and bigger eyes, and that is to cope with poorer light levels. <laughs> right, yeah, sure. But they've got bigger. Well, that must. Well, they, this is this is what the Royal Society of Biology have found. News. But they've got bigger eyes. Did you say? Yeah, bigger eyes and bigger brain. Nineteen percent bigger. Well, I reckon Mega Mind was probably um, one of those higher latitude people. Then what's Mega Mind? <laughs> It's, a, it's an animated thing, and it's Will Ferrell. He does the voice of this alien-looking man, and he's got a big head and big eyes. Okay. Oh, the lost, the lost, lost. It was that was. Well, he must oh. be from Scandinavia. Well, he was blue, so he sounded American, though. That's the only fr- problem with these films, isn't it? Yes. Everybody's bloody American. <laughs> give, give some of the bloody. Give some bloody limelight to other people, please, America. <laughs> oh. <laughs> okay, so this is a good... La- land of the free. Just, just stop it. This, All right. You'll like this one. Okay. So uh, it, we were talking the other week about us being not exactly the manliest of men. Mm-hmm. But that's not a problem for us. Because apparently tough men are only wanted by unhealthy women. So women in unhealthy okay. countries want macho men... And um, women in feminine, um, sorry, women in well healthy countries want men with feminine features. But that doesn't really explain why there's um, there's both sets in this country, though. Well, I, I don't I've know. I've known plenty of girls that have liked big macho men, and then also they've liked, you know, slightly more feminine people as well. Okay, well, this study found that. So these are the countries they're using the example. In Sweden, thirty-two percent of women preferred. Men with masculine faces. In the UK, 43% preferred men with masculine faces. So that's obviously the almost 50-50 divide there. And then people in Mexico, uh, women preferred masculine faces 54% of the time. So it's still quite down the middle. So feminine faces are still popular all over the place. I think that's more personal preference, though, isn't it? I mean, no, you can't really tar everybody with the same brush and lump them into the same category. Well, they are, because they did the study. They, are, they asked the women in those countries. They asked lots of them. 
I mean, it's still not like a huge. Know. It's not like a huge difference. Yeah, if it was like thirty-two percent no. between eighty-two percent in Mexico, that would be more interesting. But thirty-two to fifty-four, um, that's not a huge jump. Again, I think that comes back to like who you've grown up with. That's what your personal preference is. I don't think it's necessarily. I think it's just what you're used to, mm. or even like what you're attracted to because society dictates it. So there's always like one celebrity that's fitter than all the others, isn't they? Yeah, and that would probably decide what you fancy at that precise moment. But I've, again, I notice that people like sort of swing. They don't necessarily like just one type. They can swing between the two types. Yeah, as you say, all, all people are different. Uh, so that study's a bit shit. But I so my wife likes Tom Hardy, for example, and then she likes me as well. Now I'm obviously the big, strong, manly man, yeah. and Tom Hardy's the sensei. Uh, well, you say that, but his features are quite feminine. No, he's yeah. Not. If you yes, they are. If his his body, no, his body is masculine, but his face is quite feminine. No, he looks like a bad boy for life, doesn't he? No, if you go and look at so here's a good uh, example of why he is not. If you go and look at him in his channel four, there's like the Big Breakfast. He's on that, and he wins a toolbox, and he looks like a girl. Oh, I've seen it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so he just looks manly now because he has a beard. But he hasn't got. A, he hasn't got. No, a particular, a bit... no, no. He hasn't got strong eyebrows. He hasn't got a strong brow. He's got a fairly small chin. You know, he hasn't got a big square jaw. He's got a fairly small. Pur- he's got little pursed lips. They're quite full. His lips are quite full for a man. And his eyes. I know he hasn't got like man. No, I wouldn't say he's a manly looking man. Mm. No, if you, I, I say if you look at it, go to his Wikipedia page. The picture of him on his Wikipedia page. He looks like a girl. I'm not having to go at Tom Hardy. I think he's a very good actor. Oh, it's not his picture now. But anyway, if you go... Oh, no, yeah. So if you go to his Wikipedia page now, and there's a picture of him at the premiere of Inception, and he doesn't look very manly at all. Um, I'm not having to go at him, but all I'm saying is, you know, he has a fairly feminine face, and lots of women find him attractive. Can I Can I just pretend that I looked, because I can't be bothered to pick up my keyboards? <laughs> Oh, you're a dick. I can do it. No, no, no. Hang on. Wait, 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 wait. No, no. Tom Hardy, Wikipedia. Just look at your phone. Oh, I can even fucking do it. Look at your phone. No, because my phone's it. got you on it. Uh. <laughs> yeah, you can... What did you say? I've sent it to you. Have you? Yeah, yeah. If you just go into the WhatsApp yeah, chat, right. the picture is there. Uh, then I have to do two things at once. I'm so confusing all of this. Well, it's very easy with an iPhone, leg. but I don't know what you, how you do it with yours. That's downloaded. No, it's my internet speed, isn't it? Okay, well, it doesn't matter. All I can tell you is he hasn't got the manliest looking face I've ever seen. Anyway. Oh, yeah, he's bulked out a bit. Oh, I see it now, yeah. Yeah. I saw it because I looked at my internet. Yeah, so he's not incredibly oh, manly. I still think he looks quite manly. Uh, no, he looks like Eddie Redmayne in that picture, I would say. Uh, even when he's skinny, he still looks like a bloke. A blokey bloke. No, he doesn't look. I know he doesn't that look masculine. He's got a small chin, huge lips. Look, look, look. I know that like scientifically, people that like, symmetry and all of that stuff—that's what people fancy in it. Like, look at people, and they've got to be symmetrical in order for them to be a good partner, so they can sire their children. Yes. Anyway, do you want that's some? Do you want some scary studies? What uh, define scary? Are we talking like Halloween? Ooh. No, as in increasing your chance of death studies. Uh, I mean, you can. Anything's going to kill you, as I've said in the past. Yeah, but yeah, uh, desk jobs kill, and that's that's not a surprise. However, if you spend 
four to eight hours a day sitting. 48? No, four to eight. I know, I was joking. That increases your chance of dying by 4%. If you spend eight to 11 hours a day sitting, that increases your chance of death by 28%. And if you spend 11 hours a day sitting... Which is a lot. So I guess if you, but I guess if you're sitting for eight hours at your desk, you're sitting in the car for an hour in the commute each way. Then you come home and you sit down and watch TV. You're probably getting your eleven hours in. That increases your chance of mortality by sixty nine percent. That's that's a big jump, and that scares me because I do have a desk job and I probably I don't know if I do eleven. Uh, maybe I do. I need to stand up more. Well, yeah, I mean. Sure, if you're not doing anything, then yeah, you're probably going to die quicker. But And Barry, that's the Archives of International Medicine that did that study. Sorry, Archives of Internal Medicines. Oh, uh, gross. <laughs> Why do they need to be inside me to know if I'm going to die if I'm sitting down? Uh, that's a rubbish joke. Uh, you could have done better than that. Try it again. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, See, my joke... Why do they need to have their finger up my anus while I'm sitting down? Fucking filth. <laughs> yes, that's more you. But all I would yeah. say is, what are the external medicines? Are there external well, medicines? Is there a medicine you can take externally? Don't know, like eczema cream? Yeah, but that goes inside you eventually. It's absorbed by your skin, so then it eventually is internal. Anyway, I need to stand up more. Well, you can stand up if you like. <laughs> I'm sure they're not going to be at your work and go, Hey, you. Yeah, you. Sit down. And you're going to go, well, actually, I need to stand because um, I saw a study about it. So... You know when we were talking about my voice the other day and you <sighs> said it wasn't nasal? Whenever you do my yeah. voice, it's an incredibly nasal voice that you put on. Well, the reason why I do it is because if I did it like I thought you actually did it, it wouldn't be funny, would it? Uh... It's the same as when you did my voice in the last episode and you went all crazy and made it all... I you didn't know. really actually. I was listening to it. I don't really. I didn't go that over the top. I did start with, but yeah. Well, I think mine's very subtle with you as well. Ugh, it's definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, well, uh... at the beginning of this episode, I don't know if this will be in, but I said I was tired, and Jamie says I'm always tired. The European Journal of Applied Physiology discovered that the feeling of ex- exhaustion is not determined by muscle failure, but by the belief that you're at your limit. Mm. So it's you just think you're tired. You're not actually tired. So you can carry on doing stuff and be fine. It's just you sit there thinking, God, I feel tired. But if you think I'm not tired, you'll be okay. No, I've tried this before. I thought it was a mental thing. So I tried thinking I wasn't tired. Hmm. But I was still tired. It wasn't until I had some caffeine that I was all right. I do genuinely think I've got an addiction to caffeine, though. I don't feel like I cope in life until I've got some caffeine inside of me. Yeah, but... but I'm sure a lot of people feel the same yeah, way. but maybe that's just a psychological thing. You just think that the coffee gives you the push to keep on going. But if you drink a lot of coffee, caffeine probably has very little effect on you. Like my father, he drinks coffee all the time. He could drink coffee literally before he goes to bed, and it wouldn't keep him awake. Whereas I don't drink a lot of coffee. If I drank coffee before I went to bed, I would still be awake. Well, this is the thing, is that I solidly drank energy drinks regularly for about 13 years and they no longer work on me anymore so now because i have coffee instead of the energy drink whereas i didn't used to have the coffee the coffee works so even though it's the same caffeine i feel like i get a better boost from actual coffee Mm. than i do from energy drinks now i 
if I were you, bit of medical advice, I would when you when you have your next holiday, if you have one, don't drink coffee for the week huh? or two weeks, however long you're off. Like try not to drink coffee. It's very difficult to be away from caffeine anyway, because everything's got caffeine in it nowadays. No, water doesn't. You can just drink water. Oh, just have water. a glass of water. Oh, oh, but seriously, if if you drank caffeine drinks for that long, you probably have slightly messed your body up with its relationship to caffeine. So it probably would do you. I've probably done an awful lot to my body, to be fair. (laughs) I'm sure, but it genuinely probably would do you some good to try not having coffee for a week, Um, or even longer, or even just cutting down to one cup a day. Yeah, because that's what I've done. Because I, I, dear listeners, had a bit of a, a bit of a breakdown recently, which I won't go into. But during that time, I stopped drinking coffee, um, and I have found that that I feel a lot better having not drunk so much coffee, because uh, I was drinking probably six or seven cups a day at work, whereas now I have one. Oh, that's a lot. Yeah, now I have one, mm. and that was probably making me go a bit weird. So, yeah, no, definitely that's, helps. That's that's way more than what I did. Like I say, on my on my days off, I generally don't drink caffeine anyway. It's only when I'm at oh, work okay. I drink caffeine. Uh, but I, I mean, I'll have a cup of tea in the morning, yeah, and I might so, have a green tea in the evening. It probably is a psychological thing, then. Mm. You probably just think it's a good thing to have at work, because it sort of gets you away from your desk for a minute. It's a bit of a relief. A bit like um, people smoking cigarettes. You know, it is a physical yeah, well, addiction, but there is a mental addiction as well. Definitely. And knowing, being as I am a sort of smoker, but I was a full-time smoker before um, the baby was born. Yeah. And it is definitely one of those things where you hit um, the periods and you think, oh, no, I need a cigarette now, even though you don't really. I think it's because in your head, you, because you're so used to routine with it, you generally, um, yeah, you, you get, you start, it's all mental. So you start getting all shaky or you start getting real cravings for it. But it is mental because, I mean, as I said, since my baby was born, I've cut right down. So I only smoke when I'm at work now and I don't even smoke that much. Mm. But then I do rely on my vape now instead of the cigarettes. So slightly better healthy, maybe. Not proven, though. I don't know. It feels, it feels better for me anyway. Yeah. birthday if you don't mind me asking uh it's the 27th of october oh, that's the same as my girlfriend's isn't it is it yeah oh i didn't know that yeah i think I oh did well you can't buy it. us the same gift <laughs> no um you're gonna gift wrap your dick i don't know if i did know that i'm sure i would have done oh that's interesting. i'm really jealous of her now because she's gonna get my gift that was supposed to be for <laughs> me for my birthday. I did buy her some presents today, actually. It's a long way off, but I saw some bits and bobs when I was working and thought she'd like those, so I picked them up. Your dick in a bow does not cost anything, mate. Well, I also wouldn't pick that up. Anyway, um, <gasps> you're, that's good that you were born then, because in a study done by the National Bureau of Economic Research, people born in December to February are on average less intelligent, less educated, less healthy, and lower paid. <sighs> I don't really hang around with those sorts, though. <laughs> Do you know anyone that's born in those times? Genuinely, I really don't. I'm tra- I was trying to think of all my friends just really quickly, and I think I've only, I've only ever had one proper friend that was born in December. Yeah. Everybody else that seemed, I seem to gravitate to 
is um, middle of the year, more or less. Yeah. Well, I definitely know some people born in that time, and some I would agree with, but some I definitely wouldn't. I know some very intelligent people that were born in those months, and I know some very thick people that were born in those months. So well, The easiest thing to go by that, though, is horoscopes, isn't it? Because that's true. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm not even. I mean, I'm not you know, that. from 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 the November to what was it, January or February? Did I you say? think that is the thing I hate most in life. <laughs> yeah, so you've got you've got um, Capricorn is definitely December, and then you have got Sagittarius. I think it's November, and then you think you got Aries, Pisces, and I think there's another one. I don't remember it by chance. Now I just I can't. Um, I don't. Yeah, no. I mean, there's a real big thing in it. You know, I personally, whenever I read about myself, I think, oh, they've nailed, they've nailed me completely. Oh. Yeah, but they... Yes, I am, I am good in bed. Yeah, no, that is true. Yeah. Oh, funny, funny as well. Oh, yeah. Um, earns money, but knows how to spend it. That's so me. Oh, my God. Yeah, but it's everyone, isn't it? That's <laughs> the problem with to them. A <laughs> I just hate it. I just, oh. I can't... I don't know if there is any science at all behind it. Well... I mean, my wife absolutely hates it and she gets really, really angry. In fact, I'm doing this now because I know she's going to react when she listens to it. And she's be like, oh, oh, it's, it's rubbish. All of it's rubbish. But so you don't so think I it is rubbish? Um, I don't think it's all rubbish. I like to think that there, there's you, you can pick up certain personality traits to somebody being born within a certain time period. I think that's true. But why? Why would people? I mean, obviously, this study has found well, out right. that people well, think, um, but that is probably in the same that's token more to do with just uh, <laughs> their time in school. I don't know, but they can't. Well, the time of year you're born can't affect your life. How can? Okay. How can it? Well, you just told me that the study was that people are less successful when they're born from November to March. Yeah, but so how can different. that be any truer than somebody that was born in January? And they've got really good. Um, I don't know. I don't. I don't even. Yeah, because that could that could just be a chance. Not that that, there, there doesn't necessarily have to be any information behind why those people are. Just from that study, they found out that people born that time were thicker. But when you read a start, a, a bit of you know whatever. It, what kind of, what are they called? I can't think what they're called now. Astrologers, I think, aren't they? No, when you read it in the news horoscope. Horoscope. Yeah, when you read your horoscope, yeah, yeah. it says you know you need to be careful with your money, or you, you're, this week you're going to meet someone. How on earth could the month you're born have any effect on what you're going to be doing in that week? You know, what it says you're going to like yeah, do I'm... things. How the? F- There's no reason or rationale behind it. It can't. They I'm can't not necessarily know. talking about the daily thing. I'm talking about and horoscopes are just broad, so that it, you could literally read any of them and go, "That is me." And some we'll of you would hit it, and some of you wouldn't. I just we'll start I can't. You, babe. The, uh, BBC Radio Two. I think you're. A they June, still do it. it. BBC the... Radio Two is supposed to be like you know fair and unbalanced <laughs> and stuff. You went Which is fine. But they do this thing on Stephen Wright's show where they generally take horoscopes seriously, and I just think that yeah, is but... absolute nonsense. It's serious. No, it's not. It's, it's like entertaining racism. It's bollocks. It's absolute bollocks. <laughs> It's like having a racist on going, yeah, you're allowed to be racist. No, you need to stop that because it's stupid and it doesn't make any sense. 
doesn't hurt anybody. It does. It does, does hurt it? people. You because they live no, their lives by it. They don't on. live their life by Are just thinking rationally and doing things by the you know what they think is right. They think, oh, my horoscope said I should do this, so I should. <gasps> no, you're a Taurus, aren't you? I'm a bloody Gemini, but who gives a shit? Oh, is it? Yes. Oh, See, it's bollocks. You had no my idea. My son what is I Gemini was. as well. Yeah. Ah, <gasps> oh, the two faced though, isn't they? <laughs> yeah, but I'm not. I'm really not two faced. <laughs> Oh, no, my sister's not either. Yeah, I'm really gen- like people say that you know. Oh, he's a really genuine guy. Um, I'm not two faced at all. I'm I'm as you take me. Yeah, I'm a I'm a man who wears his heart on his sleeve, as you just just witnessed. But I just I can't. I have no stick with them. I just I hate them. I really hate them. Well, it's the same as people that open up fucking Heat magazine and they want to hear about. Britney Spears' new stretch marks. In, the, in all honesty, it's entertainment for entertainment's value. It's but it's not. A lot of people don't people think it's entertainment. It. No. A lot of people think it's serious stuff. No. I can guarantee Yeah, they might well do. Yeah. But then that is not the same as learning about Britney Spears' fatty legs. As we've discussed this before, you're right. you had the argument for me when I said well, celebrities aren't news. And you were like, yes, celebrity, celebrities are news. They're news to some people. Well, horoscopes are real to some people too. It's the no, same they're as not. Jesus, they're it? not. Britney it's the same Sp- as no, no, Jesus, no, no. mate. No, sh- some people believe no. in Jesus, so other people are going to believe in horoscopes. No. Britney Spears' legs are unquestionably fatter or thinner than they used to be. That is a fact. Yeah. If you're interested in that, that's fine. Horoscopes are bullshit. Yeah. There is no factual evidence behind that. They're making it up. It's just writing random words in an order and going, yeah, that's fine. That's what the Geminis are doing this month. I looked at the star signs because Jupiter is in Uranus's orbit and then the, the winter moon is shining upon you. It's all bollocks. How could that possibly affect what is happening to millions of people and not affecting other millions of people? It's just nonsense. What you're interested in, I'm, I'm not saying you're not allowed to be interested in it. That's fine. But it's better to, I genuinely believe it's better to be interested in Britney Spears' fat legs than a horoscope. If anybody's interested, dear listeners, I am in a bachelor fact a Scorpio, and I've got a sting in my tail, so you better be careful. I've got very sharp words. This might be the last podcast we ever do together. <laughs> do you know, honestly, I, I pushed it so hard because I really wanted to goad you in to having a massive rant, and you, you've, you've delivered, so thank you. So you don't care about horoscopes? Um, no, not really. Oh, I think it's I think it's funny. I think it's interesting. But as I said before, it's you like, think it's that's like interesting, else. listeners? I divert yeah. you back to the amazing Jamie episode where I told him lots of genuinely true and interesting facts, and he found a lot of them not interesting. But he finds bullshit that some silly old fanny wrote in a newspaper interesting. That's it's why I couldn't amaze you because you're one of the thick people that was born in October. <laughs> It's the same as reading a fictional novel, mate. That's all it is. It's like putting myself in, a, you know, a novel, and you're just using your imagination. Yeah, but it's fine. That's fine. That's not interesting. That's anybody. fun. You can look at it as a bit of fun, but it's not interesting because it's not true. Well, I could tell you I'm lots of interesting I lies. I, I can you. fly. Did you know that I can fly? I shit diamonds. That's all interesting, but it's a lie. You have to wait a couple of days before you can do it, though. I don't know where to go from here. I'm furious. I'm furious. <laughs> Just move on with your next fact, darling. It's fine. We are... We're fine, you know? I'm, it's, it's all good. It's all gravy, baby. Okay. Cat owners are more likely to commit suicide. No. Yep. Why? So women, in particular, um, <laughs> get infected... 
get infected. It's going to be like a sad old cat lady, isn't it? Oh. Yeah, no, but that, this is the this is the weird thing behind the cat ladies. Um, they get infected by a parasite, which comes from cats, called T. Uh, Gondi. Uh, this makes them obsessed with cats, and then it also makes them more likely to hurt and kill themselves. No. Yeah, I've heard about no. that before. I've heard about the no. parasite before. And this is from the Archives right. of General Psychiatry. It's like the fucking Matrix. <laughs> Why? Well, the cats dragged you into the, the car and they've inserted something into your belly button and you can see it crawl up. And then all of a sudden you're seeing things differently. Oh. Except without all of the fun stuff of finding out that you're in a du- another world and everything around you is fake, you just get a bit sad. Because hmm. you've got some cats. That's horrible. I don't like it. I don't think that's true. It's definitely true. No. It's definitely true. Why does it only affect women? Why don't, why don't men get sad because they've got cats? I love cats. Everybody loves cats. There's millions of views on cat videos. Absolutely loads of them. I can't understand why anybody would be depressed with a lovely little kitten next to you, jumping up the curtains, putting a cucumber next to it and seeing it jump. Uh, apparently running around bad, at three o'clock in the morning. Particularly bad for pregnant women. Oh. Uh, they can make, uh, they can increase chances of abortion or miscarriage. Uh, this is spontaneous abortion, miscarriage can cause blindness. Maybe I'm thinking of this in a different way than most other people will. I'm just thinking of this right evil little insect or little germ that just jumps off a cat and then it's inside crawling, controlling your brain, like plankton does. You know when he goes inside SpongeBob. Yeah, I think it's like a little thing jumps off the cat and then goes up to your brain and he's like wiring it up wrong. Go now you've got to be sad and this is all because you had a cat. Yeah. yeah. But it's true. There's loads You're of all alone, aren't you? Yeah. All you've got is your fucking cats. Yeah. Yeah, but it's true. There's lots it's on the NHS website, it's on there's loads of websites. New York Times have printed an article about it. I'm glad that this isn't more well known, because I mean people would be coming into like A and E's going I think I'm depressed because I've got a cat. I've read about it online. <laughs> yeah, but it's put a parasite inside me, and now I'm sad. Yeah, it comes out of the cat's poo. So pregnant women are told to avoid cleaning out the cat litter. Oh, I know about the cat poo, and there's something really, really bad in cat poo, and it yeah, can make that's you die. Parasite. That was made famous by Train Spotting, wasn't it? Uh, possibly, but anyway, it's it's toxoplasmosis. See, the way that you explained it, I thought it was just like a little thing that jumps inside you and controls your brain. Well, it is. I didn't is. think it was a real thing coming from... Yeah, I know, but I didn't think it was coming from, like, a cat's poo. I thought every time you hugged a cat, it could give you the possibility of making you sad. Well, it still could. Toxoplasma gondi. Especially if you don't like them. Who doesn't love a bit of pussy? Yes. Well. <laughs> mm-hmm. Are you still seething? No, no, no. I'm trying to move on now. from that now. I put that behind me. Sweet. Lovely. Yeah, that's really bad. Eighty-four uh, percent of French people have got it. The highest prevalence of persons affected with it are to be are in France with eighty-four percent. Mild flu-like <sighs> symptoms occasionally occur during the first weeks following exposure. This is honestly, it's fucking up my brain. I just, it, how 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 eighty-four percent of French people—that's nearly the whole population—got yeah, T. Gondi are depressed because of cats. Yeah, but it's not. Well, it's not because of cats. It's because of the things that the cats carry. But it's also carried by rats and other things. But that's why um, the cats carry it. Yeah. Anyway, yeah. So careful with your cats. Yeah, yeah. But don't no love your cats. Yes, you don't just chuck them, them in the but... bin just because. Don't just don't just drown them or 
chuck them in the canal. You should love cats. You love all animals, isn't it? Yes, but just be careful with their poo. Yeah, don't don't be eating their poo. You shouldn't eat poo anyway, to be fair. I don't think you need to eat it. It could be airborne. Just by the movement, it would go mm. up in the air and you could inhale it. Oh, I don't like those thoughts. It's the same as when people say, oh, well, there's loads of um, shit on your toothbrush. No, well, there is, because it's in your bathroom. And a lot poo of people particles. don't put their toilet lids down when they flush the toilet. The whole point of your toilet having a lid is you put it down before you flush it. So that all the yeah, poo particles don't fly up into the air. Yeah. But people don't do it. They just flush yeah. it and poo goes everywhere. To be fair, when I was growing up, I didn't bother with that stuff. It's not really something that you you, you do when you're a child. No, but it's so obvious, isn't it? I mean, why on earth would oh, you yeah, put yeah. a lid on a toilet? I think I think because you're a child, you think you're immortal, don't you? Nothing, nothing will ever happen to you that's bad. Whereas when you get older, you're like, oh, I really don't want to be putting poo in my mouth. Mm. I better put this lid down. Yeah. Anyway, a couple of useful things to end on. Uh, Chest CPR is better than mouth-to-mouth. So the American Medical Association did a study, and if you only do the chest-only pumping, that is is 60% more likely to save a life. Yeah, I I think I knew that, and I believe that. Yeah, well, you work in the medical field, so you should know that. So you don't have to worry about mouth to yeah, mouth, not, which is good because I don't want to have to touch them. I'm not doing none of that saving people's lives shit. <laughs> but you might All have I to. do is get abused. If someone collapsed in front of you, you'd have to do it, wouldn't you? Or would someone else come and do it? No, 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 no. I'm not allowed because I'm only um, admin. So, I mean, I'm not really allowed to do anything besides put patients on and listen to them bitch at me. Oh. Oh my God, I can actually talk about my job now because I'm leaving it soon. Yeah, you are. Are you excited about that? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Good. Yeah. All equally terrified, as you, as you know, anybody would be. But yeah, healthcare, it's 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 a very interesting game to be in. Hmm. But no, I mean, I wouldn't do CPR unless I really, really, really needed to. I wouldn't like the responsibility of being entrusted with somebody's lives. Um, no, but some situations you are the only per- like if it's just you and them, then you might have to do it. Oh yeah, no, and in that circumstance, then I I would probably jump in of course because i mean you know you don't want to see somebody die in front of you for a start Mm. but i i've never even though i am 33 now i've never really felt like an adult i always need somebody else to make massive decisions for me so in that in that respect if anybody like needed cpr i'd probably give a shout out first anybody about some somebody's dying no uh i mean i'll give it a go but I might fuck it up. And you've only got yourself to blame because you're the one that's being really fucking selfish and your heart stopped beating. Look after yourself better next time. I'm going to give it a go now. Hmm. Hmm. Uh, teenage drinkers are generally happier than teenagers that don't. Well, yeah, because you're pissed. Yes. Scandinavian Public Health did the study. And they found out that teenage drinkers are happier. However, they suffer more family and psych- more family, psychological and school problems but they do have better and higher quality friends. This just sounds like there's a teenager that did this study yeah. and they've just passed it on to their parent and been <laughs> like, see, it's a scientific study. I'm allowed to do this. My, my friends are brilliant. Yeah, but at the same time... Stop trying to fucking hold me down. It causes more family problems, so it, that study wouldn't necessarily That's true in that department. Yeah. Well, the, the teenager that did it probably knew. Yeah. It's like one finger up to one parent and two to the other. Yeah. 
Fuck you! I'm above the law, you cunts! Don't use that word. I've told you, I don't want that word too much in the episodes. You definitely haven't listened to the um, last episode I edited, then. The sexy one? No, the other one. I think it was that one. Or was the other one? Anyway, it popped up three times and two of them were yours. No! <laughs> really? Yeah. Did you leave them in? Yeah, I saved it. I salvaged it, mate. Oh... Yeah. I may make you take a few Not of those, so though. squeaky clean now, are you, babes? No. I must have been drinking. Yeah. Nagging wives save lives. So the British Medical Journal discovered that married men with heart disease sought hospital treatment earlier than single men. And so they're more likely more likely to survive heart conditions. Yeah. That's good. Yeah, no, that's no, that's absolutely true. So the wife gets I've, on you and says, it. Go sort that out. And the man goes, Okay. Whereas if he's on his own, he goes, Oh, I'll be fine. But he's not, he dies. Yeah. No, I've, I've seen it. I've seen it in our place. Yeah, people, people that you can see like the husbands are really pissed off because they've been marched down there. But I mean, occasionally, yeah. I mean, it's it's they've got every right to take them down there. I don't know why that is. I just feel like women are more sensible than men are, just in general. Yes, I'd say so. And also, men. I don't know. Men just generally don't want to deal with stuff. They just want to get on with it. No, I definitely don't. Yeah, I'm the same. I'm just like, no, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. I will literally leave like a problem that I have for about, I don't know, a month or two before I go to the doctor. And then I go, yeah, it's getting really bad now. So, for example, like I had an ingrown tail. A tail? Ingrown tail. <laughs> I didn't know no, I meant to say toe and nail. And I just put the two words together and said I've got an ingrown tail. Yeah. 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 No, I've got ingrown toenail. Sorry. Yeah. And uh, I did... I, Never sought out to get that sorted out. Yeah. I probably should do because yeah. it keeps happening over and over again. But I'll just trim it out after it gets too painful, make myself bleed, get a bit teary eyed, and crack on. Yeah, it's go fine. sort it out. Uh, I'm the same though. It's, it's a man thing. Yeah, well, I had a gammy tooth um, that I cracked mm. a long, long time ago when I was in the cinema. I was watching mm. King Kong, the Peter Jackson one, and that, so whenever that was. And I left oh, it for years and years and years and years, and it got worse and worse and worse. So I saw this hole in the tooth, and eventually I went and got it done, which is probably four or five years after. Anyway, it kept becoming mm. a problem, and it was hurting, and I kept ignoring it. And it got to a point where I was, I was curled up crying on the bathroom floor, and I finally thought I should probably get this sorted. Mm. Well, I can understand dentistry, though, because that's not on the NHS, is it? We have to pay for that. Well, it is on the NHS, but yeah, you do have to pay towards it. Yeah. Whereas with, with, when you go to the doctor's surgery, you know you're not going to have to pay anything unless they find something and then they give you a prescription. Yeah. Although it does really fuck me off how doctors would just give you anything and you just and then you have to spend £8 on something that doesn't fucking work. Yeah. Just give me what I actually need. If I don't need it, don't give it to me. Or they give you a really small amount of it. So you have to keep going back and buying more. Yeah. But, but, yeah. Yeah. God, we're yeah. getting old. We're already complaining about prescriptions. I know. I mean, I mean, this is what I've said. Like with the NHS, at least it's free. Yeah. I mean, if, over in America, you have to pay for it. Loads of other countries, you have to pay for your healthcare. So. Yeah. Yeah, we're quite unusual. Yeah. Uh, so a forty-five minute nap boosts your brain activity. It refreshes absolutely. your mind, makes you smarter, and better able to absorb information. I absolutely love power naps. It was something that has only recently happened to me. How long ago did you start power napping? Oh, I don't. I don't power nap. I will have a nap if I feel like I need one, but I don't do it as like a daily Sucker. thing. Oh no, not a daily thing. No, no. 
But power naps are absolutely fantastic. Even if it's just for half an hour, they really do work. I know people that swear by it and they do it quite often. It'll probably be the, like a daily thing. Yeah, my girlfriend used to do them all the time, but she then she was struggling to sleep. So I stopped her doing them and she now sleeps better. So I don't, I think, it, mm. but she was doing it sort of every day, but she works funny shifts. Yeah. So I, I but, but she sleeps better for not doing them, but maybe I should have been just leaving her to it. Well, I mean, it depends. I mean, if you, if you don't have the time for a proper sleep, then power naps are good for that because they sort of um, recharge your batteries, as it were. Yes. But, I mean, if it's affecting your sleep, then, yeah, I'd say it's probably better that you don't. Yeah. And I do you don't find... Want to struggle trying to sleep. I find if you have a really long nap, so if you sleep for more than an hour, that makes me feel really strange and sort of like I've almost got a hangover. Mm. Yeah, after my short sleep today, um, I woke up and I felt like slightly drunk, even though I hadn't drunk the night before. Yeah, it's weird, isn't it? Mm, I like it though. It's like free. <laughs> it's a free drunk freeling. Freeling. I think you actually drunk yeah. now, aren't you? Well, I've had one. This is only one. Well, actually, it's half of one. Oh. I've actually been really good considering we've been going for nearly an hour. Yeah, I was just surprised because obviously you've been talking about your ingrowing tail. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Well, again, that's the tired thing, though, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, it's good to have sleep, guys. Everybody listening, you need to like get some sleep. After you've done this, no matter what time of day it is, go and have a little sleep, darlings. You've earned it. You've you've been absolutely blind in listening to this. And me and James, we absolutely fucking love you. Go on, James, say it. Say it. Say it. I, I absolutely fucking love you. And you should have a nice sleep. No. No. But not for too long, unless you're actually going to bed and then sleep for between seven and eight hours. Well, yeah. Although that even that's not true because it dep- sleep is different for each person. This is true. Um, there's a there's a colleague that I work with, and she, I, again, I don't know how true this is, but I wouldn't think that she's lying just to impress me. She is, um, she is an older lady, but she says she only lo- lo- lasts a full day's work and everything, and looks after her grandkids, and she only survives on like three four hours sleep a day. Yeah, some people do. Yeah. And some, I've even known her to come in after work and she showed me a Fitbit and she's only had like two hours sleep. And I literally, I, I know I need four hours sleep, three at a push, but I'm definitely going to struggle. Yeah. I wish I could remember the exact context of what my mother told me, but she was saying, I think there may have been a TV program on recently about it or an article in a newspaper she read, but there was a man who only slept for 20 minutes a night and he said even that felt like too much. Oh my god! Is it proper quality sleep though? I would assume not, because obviously for proper sleep you have to go through your cycles, don't you? And that takes a while to happen. Yeah, because uh. I mean it takes me at least half an hour to drift off to sleep. Hmm. At the very least. Hmm. So I imagine if you're only laying there for twenty minutes. But no, it's a, you'd need an, at least an hour sleep anyway. I would have thought Maybe you so. can survive on no sleep. Yeah, I'm sure that I've read that a scientific thing where they've said you need at least an hour sleep a day to be able to function properly as a human being. So I think that's that might be bullshit. I think somebody might be lying there. Uh, no, I'm, again, I'm sure it's all true. But yeah, quite a lot of people say they don't sleep very much. Mm. So It's the same with anything nowadays, isn't it? The more honest you are, the more you find out about people. Loads of people have like depression and anxiety nowadays. And I think that's because you know we're a lot more honest about it because it's better for people to be open and honest about it and talk about it, and that's what makes things better for people possibly i don't think it is entirely that i think it is a societal thing as well i think just things are different i think facebook and social media are not good because they kind of glamorize everybody's lives and then 
make you feel a bit rubbish because you're looking at it going, oh, look at all these fun things that are happening. It kind of it puts a spotlight on all the good stuff because obviously you don't tend to write, although it's becoming more popular to do so, but you don't tend to write about bad things in social media. Mm. But they can't just be that we're talking about it more. Yeah, I think people are more But open. maybe this is another episode. Maybe, maybe we need to do an episode on, oh, on yeah. depression. Yeah, or health in general. Yeah. Uh, I keep thinking of doing one on health, but yeah, it could be a scary one. This one got a little bit scary at points. I feel like I'm going to die now because I spent too long sat down. Oh. <laughs> You'll be all I'm right. I'm standing it's up now finishing off this podcast. I got so freaked out I've actually finished this podcast standing. See, I never ever... I just... Yeah, this... I don't really take these things into consideration. I think you can't really change your lifestyle to, to you know, think you're going to have, like, a better life at the end of it. Because those last ten years that you live might be absolutely shit. Oh, yeah, well, I'm sure you... Well, no, not necessarily. It might be brilliant. You don't know. It could be. It's a gamble, though, isn't it? No matter what you do. If you sat down for ten hours, it's a gamble. If you live another ten years, it's a gamble. Because, I mean, you could be fucking, don't know, tied up for ten years in somebody's basement. <laughs> God, I'm such a happy fucking soul, I? I think you need to go and get some sleep. Yeah. Night, night. <laughs> Night, night. Thank you for listening to this episode of Jimbo Jamboree, hosted by Jamie Frost and James Williams. The music was provided by Jamie Frost, James Doyle, Eric Skith, and Christopher Webb. We'll see you next time.